1 Corinthians 4.20, the Apostle Paul said, the kingdom is not a matter of talk, but of power. He understood that when you have a kingdom perspective, you have a desire to change the world. You have a passion to not just discuss the power that is in you, but to partner with it to bring reconciliation, to crush strongholds, to break down walls of division and rip apart the chains of bondage. When you truly know your kingdom identity, it's no longer about, dear Lord, help me make it through this day. It's about, dear Lord, thank you for this day. I'm ready for whatever comes my way. Let's do this. Episode number two, Scott Tilly. What's going on, man? What's up, guys? Not much, man. I was just gonna make sure you didn't go into your uh, big monologue. Just kidding. You're doing good. No, we're we're uh, yeah. Scott, how you doing? Let's be polite. Man, I'm blessed. Life's good. I can't complain. Everything's good in the kingdom, bro. Everything's good in the kingdom. Awesome. Awesome. First off, big shout out to Building Solutions and Brian Marshall and the gang for their gracious support. We appreciate them. You guys should check them out at bldgsolutions.com. Actually, (laughs) bldgsolutions.net. It will be in the show notes at the end. It'll be a link. You can check them out. Um, Also, I wanted to promote our Facebook page on Facebook at KB Podcast. We'd love to have some interaction with you guys. Invite all your friends to like us. We're going to have some, uh, hopefully, some cool back and forth questions. Scott Tilly, turn off your phone. Check it out. Check it out. Check out the Kingdom Ringer podcast, guys. You're going to love it. Um, this is just two real dudes talking about a real God. And we, uh, we love the communication of community. We love the feedback. Sorry, I've got my phone turned off now. There won't be a vibration through my microphone, I yes. hope. So, yeah, I need to apologize for that. Oh, I want to say something. You know, it's kind of cool how we jumped right into the prophetic last week without even giving prelude to who we were. Or yes. What, you know, so yes. we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna catch some of that today, right? We are. We are, for sure. No, um, also... We, we would love to have your guys' questions and feedback, and you can email us at thekingdombringers at gmail.com. Um, hopefully, we can get some stuff compiled to where we have like a, a Q&A episode where you yeah. guys are asking questions, and we get to have all of the answers, and we can pretty much answer however we want because we're the only ones being recorded, and that's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> that is awesome. But no, seriously, check us out uh, at KB Podcast on Facebook. And email us at the kingdom bringers, plural, because there's two of us at gmail.com. Yeah, I think that is all of the the bidness, as they say. <laughs> Scott, today I wanted, like you uh, alluded to earlier, I wanted to get our um provide an opportunity for for the listeners. Dude, did you know that this is like an international platform, bro? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is an international platform. We could have like somebody from China right now tuning in, 
listening to the Kingdom Bringer podcast. Come on. And they don't even know who Scott Tilly is. But today they're gonna. <laughs> Go and tell the whole world who Jesus is, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the so Son, good. and the Holy Spirit. Come on. So good. You think God didn't know that there was going to be podcasts someday? That's pretty cool, right? Dude, we're sitting in my guest bedroom and doing this like we could be recording on our phones we could be doing whatever but we're getting a, a message out even if it's like two stupid idiots we're getting our <laughs> message out to the entire planet and that's ridiculous hey, i got a question okay why were the religious leaders um amazed at the speakings of the disciples is this a joke no, this is oh, this. Okay. You said I was waiting for a punchline. You said two idiots, right? Correct. Yeah. Why were they amazed? Because they were listening to quote unquote uneducated men. There you go. Come on. Once the Holy Spirit hits your heart, there's really no other option but to yell, scream, and love what Jesus is doing in your life. Well. I guess it's time for a miracle because you folks are listening to two uneducated men, <laughs> for sure, yeah. for sure. So today, I, I wanted to be able to have an opportunity for us to kind of give the listeners a little bit of taste of who we are as as dudes. Um, and you're right, we jumped right into the prophetic. I had a couple people feedback that we started a little deep the first <laughs> go around, and that's okay. That's totally okay because we've got like a million episodes to go, so we'll... <laughs> get to unpack all this stuff but today man we're gonna start off with you bro and i'm gonna kind of give you the floor um i'm gonna ask you some questions a little bit later but first this is an opportunity right now for you to explain to the entire planet who scott tilly is go oh well uh first of all i'm a son uh, of the king the true king um, I think everything that I do stems from that. All good things come from God. Um, all good gifts come from the Father. And I believe that he, um, I'm not tooting my own horn, but I, I believe that he gave a good gift in the church, in the body, in the people. He gave a good gift to the world through those who would come to the knowledge of who his son is. And we have done that uh, collectively, you and I both. We know who Jesus is, and many people listening will know who he is. I pray that many people listening don't know who he is yet, so we can just see some other people come into the kingdom. But... Um, so testimony, right? I mean, just kind of background or, yeah, I think like right now, like what's God doing in your life right now? Oh, I just talked about this last night with a good friend of mine. I'm in a season right now, guys, where, um, I don't know what the next step is. I, I, um, I'm, I'm a guy of vision. I'm a dreamer kind of like you. I love to just focus on the heavenlies and look what God's doing and try to step into that. But I'm kind of in that Abraham season right now where God's like, just go, you know, and I don't know what it looks like. And I can get to a place of um, obviously uncomfortability, but just not knowing um, what the next step is, is okay. Uh, that said, we, uh, we're we building something pretty cool at Buckland Community Church, man. I see so many people. Um, I was just in a VBS meeting the other night, and I was scanning the picture that I took of all these people and there's so many people in there from so many different backgrounds and that's kind of the vision that God gave me for my ministry was to speak to a people who have no reason to be in the room together other than the fact that God brought them together uh, for his glory so 
my life right now is pretty hectic um, in a good way. Um, we're chasing baseball games, but uh, we're also chasing um, Jesus and what he's doing, not just in our community, but in the region. Um, seeing a lot of cool stuff. Um, I have a jail ministry um, that I'm a part of going in and just sharing my heart with those guys and sharing Jesus with them. Um, our community um, has also been part of our outreach, uh, Dodge City area, a couple different places. Um, we've had the opportunity. I, a couple weeks ago, I went up to Lake Pomona, which is by Vassar, Kansas. Vassar. Yeah, and uh, did a, got to speak at a men's retreat there for Lawrence Heights Church out of Lawrence, so that was really cool. Um, my wife and I are really just kind of pouring into this next season. Um, again, what that looks like right now, bro, is it's not that it's not, not clear a little bit, but it's not completely clear. And I think the Holy Spirit has so much more room to work in my life when I'm not completely fixated on the here and now, like exactly, I know exactly what he's doing. So yeah, man, I don't. I don't know what else you kind of want with that, but no, that's good. That's good. I, um, what, what would you consider to be, this is on my, uh, my list of questions here <laughs> on my hand. Just kidding. I don't have a list of questions. What would be like the defining moment in your faith? Scott Tilly. The defining moment. Yes. You're going to put me on the Dude, spot like that? We didn't I didn't even tell you what I was going to ask you. No, today. you, so you ha like I had no random. idea what this was all about. That's okay. I'm sure you have one. Uh, I I think every moment defines my faith, man. Nope, that ain't See, gonna work. I'm going to be that really vague work. with you. <laughs> What's the defining moment in my faith? Gosh, that's a good question. That is a good question. You want to come back around to it? Um, well, there's so many things, man. I can't just pinpoint one thing that defines I'll my... Give you, I'll give you some, some grace and some leeway there. Go ahead and just kind of share a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I just start by something that was? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Um, becoming a pastor was a defining moment in my faith. I, uh, I just, just to give a little testimony to that, I was... I was in the uh, Free Methodist Church in Buckland, which is pastored now by Roger Harris, an amazing dude. Um, and I was sitting up front where I usually did, and I remember uh, the Lord just speaking to my heart, telling me that I was, you know, you're going to lead my people, you're going to pastor. I kept hearing the word, hearing the word pastor, and I it scared me, man. It literally scared me, um, and. So I kind of ran from that for a little bit, but my wife encouraged me to kind of dig into that. And that was a defining moment in my faith where I knew that the Lord was calling me to something greater and out of my comfort zone for sure. Is that ever something like as a, as a youth or anything that you ever felt a calling to or ever even thought about? I, th I would say yes. I, I would say um, I always had a joy for people to lead people, to encourage people, to build up people, um, every people, all people. Um, not separated by social uh, or social economic status or anything like that, man. I just I love all people, and and God can work through love so much. I've seen Him do it. Um, obviously, with an un, uneducated man as myself, be able to lead um, lead a flock of 
just amazing people um, at BCC. But, you know, back to the defining moment, man. Um, I think that's just a place where I was at in my life where God was like, okay, it's, ti- it's time that you actually get serious about what you're professing. Like we talked about last week about the kingdom of God, not about talk, but about power. And it was that time where he was like, all right, man, um, I've heard you talk about it. Now it's time to do it. And so we jumped into that, and that was a defining moment in our, not only the faith of the ministry, but the faith of my family, that my wife was actually going to come up beside me and help me in this and help me steward this thing, and we knew it was going to look different, we knew it was going to be tough, but I don't know, I think faith is defined by circumstance sometimes. You know, you're, you're sometimes thrown into places where you, you don't know what to do, and you don't know the next step, and you have to fully rely on the leading of the Holy Spirit, and uh, we were willing to do that good what's um so for for people that don't know you did you grow up in like a christian home and like church kid good christian kid how'd that look um i went to the methodist church in buckland um i sat under a guy named jim Pollum and he was a phenomenal pastor good dude oh my word he was good uh you know as a kid i felt a prompting just to listen to this guy because he was filled you know and so we, we went to church, you know, pretty steady when I was a kid. And then as I got a little bit older, um, there were some addiction things in my family and uh, my parents split. Um, so I kind of fell off. But um, I, I think you can let a lot of circumstances define you rather than, you know, use your circumstances to devi- define your character. And uh, I definitely got into a place of that for a while. Um, with with that but as far as growing up in the church i i don't know if, if you you could say that to an extent i guess did that like help frame who you were at the time or was it just i mean something you just went to church as a kid i would say it had a, a big hand in where i'm at now for sure yeah looking back um uh, it's funny you say that i was doing a funeral in that church a couple a week ago and um, I remember looking in there thinking, wow, I've had a lot of history here. I went to Sunday school in the basement, um, listened to some amazing messages up top here, and I got married in that church. Um, so I definitely think it was a big part of where I'm at today, absolutely. Just that community at large, though, not just that building or some of the people that were in there, but that community at large really kept me in check when I could have you know, I'm not saying I didn't steer way off, but when I, it could have been a lot worse if I didn't have a lot of people in that community kind of building me up and feeding into me for sure. So what does that look like, man? Because I've, I've talked to a lot of folks before that kind of felt a calling to um, go back home. And I know that you, you're a Buckland kid. You grew up there. You went off to college. Um, you've always kind of been in the area, but as far as ministry goes, is it, is it a different kind of a different kind of thing to be called to minister in a town that you weren't necessarily like squeaky clean in younger. Oh dude, let me tell you something. When I got called to preach, I told God I would do it as long as he would move me out of state or out of Buckland. That was like my response to him. And I learned very quickly that wasn't going to happen. So, um, it's, I'm not ever going to say that it's easy, but I don't think the ministry ever is. Um, I would be completely more comfortable at that point in my life ministering to people who had no idea about my background. Um, Everybody in that town knew who I was. Um, But I think more importantly, they were starting to see who I had become. 
um, not by my own will or my own accord, but obviously um, in the Lord. Like, so that was definitely a hurdle I had to um, get over. And I still think to some sense, honestly, bro, that it's still something... Um, and it's just that they don't know. Some people don't know that they, they still kind of would paint me with that brush of who I was 10, 12 years ago. And I'm okay with that. Like, cause once I think once you get to know somebody, you hear things about people, but it's up to you to make um, a decision of who they are based on what you, what you know about them. And so it, it definitely, it, I think for the first couple of years, for sure, was a big struggle for me to get past, you know, because there's always the enemy in your ear saying they're never going to, you know, they're never going to come to your church or come to this church because they know about who you were. And I think he works that way in many different areas, not just ministry, but try to bring up your past a little bit. That's cool. Yeah. You said something that uh, I started reading this book yesterday, uh, chasing the lion, I think, or chase the lion. And he said something that was kind of cool. And I may have read it somewhere else too, but he said, it's going to be cool when you go to heaven because you're going to hear the words, not the words well said or well thought or well dreamt. You're going to hear the words well Well done. done. And so the idea of what you just said about um, sometimes, many times, almost every single time, your actions and what you do with your life actually speaks louder than even a, uh, an old story or a rumor for mm-hmm. sure. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's really cool, man. I love that though. I love to hear those kind of stories, man, because that's my testimony. I love to hear the type of stories where guys were just completely wrecked by Jesus and, and changed for the good. Cause that's, that's my story, man, for sure. Talk to me about spiritual growth in your life. Um, I think a lot of people have a misconception about pastors or people in ministry that they have it all figured out what does the um the growing and learning of this christian walk look like to scott tilly yeah that's a great question um i know (laughs) this is one of the ones you had written down in your hand Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah man that's good i for me spiritual growth always comes from uncomfortability i've never grown spiritually when i'm in a place of comfort Um, and for me personally, not ever thinking that I have it all figured out is crucial. I can go into, um, any church service on any Sunday or any Saturday and ask the Lord if they, I'm saying that, you know, they don't, they don't do things the same way as I was taught or I was, you know, brought up to, or even that we do in our congregation now in our church, um, I can go into a place and get a word from God and grow from that. Just because it doesn't look the same as our Sunday service as theirs, I can definitely get something. I can get a nugget or a seed from that service. And just by walking in there going, you know what? I'm not ever going to say that we're doing it completely right and they're doing it wrong, but I want to come in here and God, what do you have for me in here today? And even if it's uncomfortable to me, even if it's, you know, um, a place of, you know, unfamiliarity to me, I can get something from that service. Now, let's make sure that they're preaching the Word of God, first and foremost. But, you know what I'm saying, we can get so caught up on, I was raised this way, this is the way it is, there's no other way. And we all, we all know that everything has to point to the Father. Jesus said that, you know, He's the way, the truth, the life, that nobody gets to the Father except through Him. But how your church service looks and how you grow in your faith is all a part of that, I think. Um, and knowing that 
God wants me to grow in my faith, I need to expect, you know, opposition. I've always grown the most in my faith in the face of opposition. I, I, I always... Um, I always say this is kind of like the weight room. Like, if you go in and you do the same thing every day and you never switch it up, your body's not going to change. You have to stretch to grow, period. You have to be stretched to grow. And in faith, man, if you're not facing some kind of opposition in what you're doing, then are you really growing? You know, I, I hope that kind of helps. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, Okay, these next two questions, and I, I am going off the fly here. By the way, I don't have anything. You don't I, say. <laughs> I had nothing outlined at all. I wanted this to be kind of a real conversation, but um, these next two are going to be kind of difficult. Okay, look at oh, he's sweating. Look at him oh, sweating over there. He's like pumping. Good thing iron. they can't see me. He's I'm, getting jacked I'm up. I'm a little, little nervous here. It's not as bad as you think. I think it's really important, man. When you're getting to know somebody, you gotta be real. You gotta be real, but you you know their strengths and you know their weaknesses. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so sometimes it's hard for us to talk about our strengths too, because we have this desire to have this like false humility a lot of times <laughs> in the Christian walk, right? Like, yeah. oh no, it's it's all glory to God. You know, sometimes if, if if God was really in charge, it'd probably look a whole lot better than if I was doing it. So Did I think. I think uh, I understand that, but at the same time, God wants to partner with us. So. Did you, did you, do you got a minute? I do. Yes. Go. <laughs> oh, I just want to say something to that. Yeah. Every, everybody's heard of Stephen Furtick, I'm sure, or a few. He, he, uh -uh, gave, this? he gave testimony one time. This is funny. He preached at 16 years old at a church and um, the head pastor came up to him after he was done and um, he told Stephen, he said, well, that, you did a good job, boy, basically. And Stephen said, yeah, it was all God, man. And he said, <laughs> it wasn't that good. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's so funny. But we do that, though. You yeah. know, like we we like falsely kind of shed this any kind of praise off. And I think God's OK with his kids getting like accolades sometimes, you know. It, it's how you handle it. Yeah. Right? It's how you yeah. handle the accolades, handle the yeah. praise. And I've, you, your I've action will show where the glory goes. Yeah. You know, that's good. Yeah. Sure. It shouldn't even be a question, right? Yeah. Duh. All glory to God. Right. Yeah. Okay. So with that, share with us what you would consider one or two of your greatest strengths. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I can see the, the false humility wheels are turning right now. <laughs> oh, I'm not that it's good turning. at anything, bro. It's all the God. Man, I, I think I think God has given me the ability to reach people, bro. That is um, apparent in my own life. And it, it does kind of want to breed this false humility. But I really believe that God has called me to reach people. I think that's a big strength of mine. I look at my ministry at large, sometimes I sit back and I just take a step back and I look and all the people that God has lined up for me to come in contact with, whether it be Dodge or Wichita or Garden or Buckland or wherever, man. I mean, I think the ability to reach people is a strength of mine because I have a personality that is, um, I think it's okay to say this, like I have a personality trait, you know, where everywhere Jesus went, man, um, he he met people like he just met people where they were at and i i think with that strength of of um reaching people i have a heart to love man 
I just have a heart to love people because he placed that in me, you know. Um, here I am, Lord, use me as you want, you know. And be careful when you say that. Really be careful because he will do that, man. Um, so the, I would say that one of my strengths is definitely to reach reach in love, I guess I should say. I, uh, I know I've shared this with you before, but one of the very first times, you and I have a cool story about how we kind of reconnected, and it's really yeah. cool. Maybe we'll share that someday. But um, I remember when we, I was, I was doing a, a ministry event. I had some flyers printed up, and I was going to uh, hit the the big parade in town and, and hand out all these flyers and stuff. And I remember you and your family said you would help with that, and so you showed up and. You were like one of the only ones that showed up, I think. And it was it was kind of my family and your family and a couple others were there. But I remember, you know, my goal was to get rid of these flyers, man, was to get my my event promoted and out there. And I was going through and I was handing out. Yes, I had a smile on my face. I wasn't like a complete jerk, but I was, you know, also trying to keep up with the parade is a tough deal when you're in a parade and you're kind of lollygagging and all of a sudden it's a couple blocks down the road <laughs> yeah. and then big boy over here has to jog and that's <laughs> never a good thing. But I, I remember you specifically, man. And I remember, um, th- I feel like this is a, a memory that God's kind of etched into my brain about you. So like if I was going to define or describe Scott Tilly, this is the picture that I have. And I remember you took these flyers and you're going through and you're you're literally having a conversation with every single person <laughs> that you're handing a flyer to. And I remember my my spirit was getting very irritated because I was like, dude, hurry it up. But it was really cool because you're a you're a small town kid, you're a small town pastor, not even from this town. It yes, it's southwest Kansas, so everybody knows everybody, but you I I believe you were having conversations with people that knew who you were, but you didn't know who they were. It just, it kind of seemed that way that people knew who Scott Tilly was, but you didn't necessarily know who they were. And you were having conversations, you were blessing each person you were walking by. And I remember I slowed my role a little bit after that. And I, God was really showing me how getting these out wasn't as important as, as walking the streets and loving on the people. And that was, that was a picture that I'll never forget, man, of who you were. And I just think that, um, it says a lot about your character, just, I remember there were elder, elderly women that you were just praying for and loving on. And um, that was kind of my first experience at, like, I'd say doing ministry with you. And it was a good one. So it was very Christ-like. Wow. So stop crying. Stop crying, <laughs> Scott. I'm just kidding. Man, that that's good, man. And ultimately, I think more importantly than what I see, that's what others need to see. Um Paul talks a little bit about his own gifts in, in the word, you know, but um, I think his ability to reach others for Jesus was was his most profitable gift. And I, I just, man, every bit of my character and nature needs to look like Jesus because it do, if it doesn't, then I'm, I'm completely missing it and somebody's missing a blessing and so am I, for sure. Okay, that one's out of the way. Check Woo. that one off. Woo! Now you know what's coming. Whoa, I talked about strengths and I talked about weaknesses. Okay. <laughs> I know it wasn't real hard for you to talk about yourself, Scott. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, what would you consider to be like your greatest weakness? Oh, that one's easy, man. My greatest weakness is definitely being able to let go of some things. Um, 
ministry, home, whatever. My greatest weakness is definitely, the thorn in my side is definitely to be able to hand the torch to somebody else and step away. That's tough for me, man. Um, when when you build something, um, when you do something that you are joined with, that you're connected with, and um, it comes that time to where the Lord's saying, okay, it's time to let some, some other stuff happen here through some other people, and um, you're, you know, you need to share because the best thing to do with the greatest gift you've ever get God is what? Give, Give it, away. it away. Right. Um, and that's, that's tough for me. My, my wife recently spoke for the first time at church on mother's day and woot, woot. yeah, it was, Cassie, it, what's up? it was fire, man. I, I'm so proud of her, by the way. Let me just say that she's, she's such a woman of faith and she's such a prayer warrior and she, she brings the kingdom where she goes, man. Um, she's so much more subtle than me. And anyway, she, um, it took me way too long, honestly, bro, to give her that opportunity or to push her to that opportunity. It took me way too long to say, Hey, you know what, babe, I think you need to get up in front of these people and share your heart. It took me way too long to do that. And, um, I think, again, you get, you get used to a certain way and you just go with it. You know, our service or anything, but normal, I guess I would say, um, in, from what I was raised in, but it's almost a a religious spirit to a point. I mean, the idea of needing to keep things the way they've been, even if it's outside of what we would call like the religious box of a church. Like, I think anything we do that we feel like we can't stray away from is almost a a religious spirit. And I, and I really feel like the Holy Spirit has convicted me of this. My biggest weakness, it, with all that said, my biggest weakness, bro, is apathy. It really is. You're seeing a guy do that, and I'm looking sometimes at myself going, well, all times, I think, when you're in the ministry, you're constantly going, I could do more, I could do more, I could do more. But I think if we let that concept override what Holy Spirit's already doing, then it becomes about a me ministry, and it never can be. It's always got to be about Jesus. So apathy for me is a weakness, 100%. I get comfortable. I get lazy. I get... Oh, everything's going okay. The kingdom's not okay. It's not about okay. The kingdom's about advancement, right? So we, you know, I'm not saying there's not time to rest. Um, I can also say, man, I got a lot of weaknesses. I can also say that I don't know <laughs> how to rest sometimes, bro. I really don't. That's I, good. With, with the apath- apathetic part of it, I can also say that I am too busy sometimes. And you can ask my wife about that one. She could probably tell you more about that one than I ever could, but... I'd say that's a fine line thing for sure, man, especially when you're leading a church or pastoring a, a, a flock is that fine line between I'm too busy and I'm not doing enough. There's a very oh. fine line there. Struggle daily, bro, with that for I, sure. I would suggest that's when we uh, expect and receive the grace of God, right? Like God's yeah. never going to be disappointed in Scott Tilly for being too busy or being uh, not busy enough. So <laughs> that's a good thing, man. I think um, I want to give you the opportunity for like any, because we are kind of closing this out. I want to keep these to about 30 to 40 minutes is what we promised the entire planet we would keep these podcasts <laughs> to. So uh, last words, bro. Last words to your, this is, pretend this is your people right now. Don't just pretend. This is your people. 
Scott Tilly, what's some final words that would, uh, whatever. Huh? Final. Am I, is this a will or is this like an yes. encouragement? Who knows? This door is locked. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen next? Oh my goodness. I, I want to first just say to everyone and anyone that stumbled across this podcast that I love you, man, or woman or whoever you are loved. Um, more importantly, you're loved by Jesus. Uh, you, you mean something that he would completely empty um, himself to give you um, a fullness of life. And, man, life can be tough. Life can be challenging. There's a lot of things that, yeah, we talk about a lot of the good things in ministry and the good things of being a believer. But, man, there's days where it's just hard, bro. There's some serious hard days out there. And that's when you get friends like, Darren Eubanks. That's when you get friends and you just pour into them and be real. I think I want to I want to emphasize that. I said that earlier, but just be real with yourself. Be real with God. Be real with people, man. Be be uh, who you are in that moment. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't don't grit your teeth and smile when you're really dying inside. Let somebody know. Let somebody know what you're feeling and how you're feeling. And watch God go to work because I think transparency is vital in the kingdom. Like Jesus is exactly who he said he was, right? I mean, exactly. He didn't stray from it. He was exactly who he says he was, and he still is today. So let's model that. Let's take that model of perfection and apply it to our lives. Let's let's apply everything we know about God and about his son and apply it to our life. Um, and just with that, man, you, you are loved. You're so, so loved by a father who literally gave everything to have you. And if you don't have that established relationship, I challenge you to get with somebody who does and let them walk you through that. I, I'm not sure where this podcast will end up, but if I were speaking to my flock, um, I always want to encourage and I always want them to know that they are a son and a daughter of the king before they are anything, before their mothers, before their fathers, before their secretaries, before their lawyers, that you are a son and a daughter in the kingdom of the God of the Most High before anything, and everything in life stems from that. That's awesome. I just got saved, bro. That's awesome. (laughs) Okay, so we are closing this out. I want to remind everybody who's listening to check us out on Facebook at KB Podcast. Send us your feedback. I don't care if it's good, bad. I don't care if you think Scott's a complete phony. <laughs> I don't care if you think that my voice is better than his. We want to hear that feedback. So email us at the Kingdom Bringers, plural, the Kingdom Bringers at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Um, with that too, man, if if you are if that's you that Scott was talking about, that you want to know the love of the Father and you want to know who this Jesus is and you want to experience this kingdom and maybe you never have, man, shoot us an email. We'd love to interact with you. We'd love to um, get your information and just love on you a little bit and really go deeper in this yeah. with you. Um, yeah. So also remember to check out Building Solutions online at bldgsolutions.net. We're very thankful for them. They are amazing for all your building and constructions and construction needs. They'll take care of you. Um, Scott, why don't you close us out, sir, with a good prayer? A good, no, hold on. A good prayer. A good prayer. A good okay. Prayer.
Father, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity, whether it's through podcast or through word on the street, that you are present. I want to thank you for um, the people that are going to be reached for your kingdom, um, that are people that are there's hungry, Father, and that we'd be able to give them um, that spiritual food that you provide. And Jesus, I thank you for your finished work on the cross of Calvary for us, for our sins, that um, what you did was good enough for eternity. And by that, you washed us completely clean. Uh, I want to thank you for um, this this place, this space that we have to just come together and have church. Um, and I want to thank you for those listening. Would you bless them, God? Would you keep them? Um, would you just perform miracle-working powers in their life, whether it's a physical issue or a mental issue? I've really been on this um, this mental issue thing lately. So we just want to speak life to that right now in the name of Jesus. Anybody listening that's just battling depression or anxiety, we just command that thing to bow to the knee of Jesus right now. And we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for everything that you've done. Uh, we bless you, Father. Thanks for giving us a great life in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys again for tuning in. We will catch you later. Until next time, be blessed.